anything wrong in this situation. He took a picture in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Lee. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? The castration of the major league baseball managers. We know it. Ask me about my winner. What's going on, everybody? Another edition of the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPielli.com by St. Aloysius Church in Jackson, New Jersey by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, congratulations to Steph Curry. Um, some Something that was expected for a long time. Now, the NBA's all-time leading three-point shooter. And obviously, you know, based off of his age, he's got a long time to play. I'm going to talk about the progressive leaders in the history of the National Basketball Association three-point shot in a little bit, but there's been something that's been on my chest for a while, and if you followed some of the rhythm and pattern of the Passball Show over time, you, you know what my take is when it comes to just anonymous reports, but most importantly, false reports that are put out there really for no reason at all, and the report has been out there for weeks. It was actually around the week of Thanksgiving where uh, somebody by the name of Mark Conkohl, a former reporter at the Chicago Sun-Times, decided to say that Matt Nagy was getting fired as the coach of the Chicago Bears after the Thanksgiving Day game against the Detroit Lions, which right off the bat you knew was going to get some interest. People are going to be like, oh, wow, that's pretty interesting. That's something worth thinking about. That's something worth talking about. Absolutely is a hot topic when you think about pro football head coaches. Is there anybody that's more on the hot seat than Matt Nagy? The answer is no. And so it would be a very easy thing to bring up. Yeah, he's going to get fired. It's probably going to happen. It's a matter of when. I don't think we know exactly when. But if you follow the history of the Chicago Bears and their franchise, right? They're not firing their head coach in season. In fact, they're never going to do that. Um, So as as we continue to get into this, yes, it is a matter of when as opposed to if. When it comes to Matt Nagy losing his job as the pro football head coach of the Chicago Bears, But why does it have to be now? And the same thing similarly to what we always get into when it comes to uh, breaking news of who's signing who in free agency. There is some, usually some young-ass, unproven, wannabe reporter that's just going to guess on something. You you think of that Clark character that... Uh, from the Baltimore area, wanted to be the first to say Manny Machado was going to the Yankees. So he decided to guess. And he said, you know what, if I'm wrong, I'll delete my Twitter account. He had no intention of doing that anyway. So here's here's a guy that is experienced. He's won a Pulitzer Prize for crying out loud. So why would he want it to be about him? And why would he want to be the first to report that Matt Nagy is getting fired as the head coach of the Chicago Bears? You could ask him. You know, I don't, you know, I've reached out to him, trying to get an interview with him. He, he doesn't want to talk to me. And that's fine. He's, he's done a couple interviews where he's spoken about it. He's given his opinion. Um, everything about this guy is, is uh, not good to bad at the very least. Um, he's been fired for jobs, for bullying uh, other reporters. 
He's you know, apparently tried to convince somebody in a story to use the N-word. He doesn't come across as, as the nicest dude. As we're watching the camera angle for the Facebook Live show go go to trash as, as we're speaking. If it falls again, I'm just going to let it hit the ground. But you're, you're looking at somebody that, in all honesty, doesn't give you the impression that he's a, he's a good dude. And, and it basically makes it to be about him wanting to be the, the guy that reported that Matt Nagy was getting fired. And the, the fact that this is inevitable, at some point this will happen. He will lose his job as the football coach of the Chicago Bears. Unless, let's say the Bears go out there, win their last four games, and Justin Fields all of a sudden looks like he's going to be the quarterback of the future for the Bears, which whether Nagy stays or leaves doesn't mean that that won't happen. I still think there's a lot of faith in Justin Fields. I think the Bears believe that they chose their quarterback for the future. And a lot of the the future, whether they decide to bring in a new general manager, um, it's likely they're going to bring in a new coach. But a lot of their future is going to be determined by what Justin Fields is. Because the Bears aren't going into a draft next year saying, hey, we're going to prioritize quarterback. Now, Justin Fields has got a little more to prove. But, listen, Matt Nagy has a chance to get some cohesion with this guy. And if he leaves the Bears feeling at the end of this season that they got their quarterback in the future and a connection between the coach and the quarterback is, is something to look forward to, then I say at least, at the very least, there's a chance that Matt Nagy holds on to his job. But back to Mark Concole. Because I think the blowing out the name of the reporters that put erroneous and false reporting out there needs to be blown up. It needs to be made into a bigger deal than it is. We tend to spend a lot of time sticking up for reporters that throw anonymous reports, but most importantly, reporters that throw false reports out there. This was not happening. The Bears were not firing their head coach during the season. Now, they still will not do that. Reports will still believe. People will say, hey, there's a good chance that if the Bears lose this week, Matt Nagy is going to get fired. He's going to lose his job. And guess what? That's not going to happen. So Mark Conkle could say all he wants, but he is building a reputation and a person that's been around the game. Like I said, the guy's won a Pulitzer Prize and he wants to destroy his image for putting out a false report that he made up that Matt Nagy was getting fired. He took the information that was common knowledge that Matt Nagy was likely to lose his job at some point. In fact, any coach in any sport is likely to get fired at some point. It's a matter of when. Sometimes coaches last for three to five years. Sometimes they last longer than that. Coaches will last a decade if they build a series of championships in any given sport. But most coaches are hired to get fired. The day Matt Nagy took over as the head coach of the Chicago Bears when he was the defensive uh, offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, it was a matter of when he was going to lose his job. And even though the Bears made it to the playoffs this past season, Matt Nagy came into the season on the hot seat. These are all facts. At some point, he's going to lose his job. Was this a battle of Mark Concole wanting to be first? I don't know. I think he's a little too old to fall into those teenage, stupid, childish shit. But you look at a person that obviously wanted to make it about him. 
And you know what? Let's make it about him. Let's call Mark Conkall out for the liar that he is because he put out an erroneous report. He put out a report that was completely wrong. And he should have to stand there and take accountability for reporting that something was going to happen when it didn't happen. He didn't, he didn't know the story at all, at the very least, didn't have the right information, and went out there and reported a lie. He needs to be held accountable for it. Next thing, and we're going to go a little similarly to this line of questioning. Damian Lillard, one of the top shooters in the NBA, and on a day where we're honoring the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry, we can talk about a player in Damian Lillard that is one of the star players in the NBA and the dream scenario exists where every big team says, wow, how good would we be if Damian Lillard was on our team? The Knicks, the 76ers, the Lakers, the Clippers, any, any national team out there. If you add Damian Lillard, you're almost looking at a surefire NBA championship expectation. Well, here's the thing. At some point, the Portland Trailblazers have to have interest in trading Damian Lillard. And it's not as easy as just, hey, what team is he going to go to? So this type of conjecture is going to continue to exist until at some point, either Damian Lillard never gets traded, and those who keep reporting that he's going to get traded look as bad as Mark Conkle, or at some point, the Portland Trailblazers just say, hey, we're going to trade him. Now, if I was going to give a percentage of the chance of Damian Lillard getting traded from the Portland Trailblazers this year, as the trading deadline at some point is going to come up in the National Basketball Association, I'd say it's less than 5%. And the only reason I give it that much is because the Trailblazers have a new head coach this year, Chauncey Billups. They just fired their general manager. So they have an interim general manager who, by the way, has the name of Joe Cronin. And if you know Joe Cronin for, from baseball history, you know that uh, he's a really good player and manager and died in 1984. So you could put all the jokes you want in there like I did and said, ha-ha. You want to talk about how bad the Portland Trailblazers are run. Their general manager has been dead since 1984, yada, yada, yada. Okay, whatever. You put that all aside and you get into the meat of what the Portland Trailblazers are going to want to do going forward. Because they, they have to have their interest in mind when it comes to this as well. You can point to the reports in the offseason where Damian Lillard was unhappy with the Portland Trailblazers. He wanted a little more say in who the next head coach was going to be. They hired Chauncey Billups. It looks like Lillard and Billups are kind of on the same page. Chauncey Billups has you know, gone after his team a little bit, saying they're not playing enough defense, saying the second unit plays better defense than the first unit. He, he's trying to be a head coach. He's trying to assert himself. And that's his job. That's what he's there to do. So reporters are going to blow that out there and say that Damian Lillard wants out. Well, you know what? I'm not going to believe that Damian Lillard wants out of Portland until I actually hear him in an interview or at a press conference say that he wants to be traded. These reports that are going out there are right on the level to that of what Mark Concole is falsely reporting out in Chicago. Mark Concole, like I said took something that at some point is going to be a fact, Matt Nagy being fired, 
and tried to make like it was going to happen the weekend of Thanksgiving, which, number one, the Bears have never in their history, their 100-year history, ever fired a head coach in season. And they're not going to do it anytime soon. And number two, the timing of it would have just been awful. It becomes a story because people are like, wow, holy shit, they're actually going to fire him the week of Thanksgiving, which was never going to happen in the first place. So these same type of people, like the Mark Concoles of the world, and I'm going to keep calling this guy's name out there until people start knowing him as being the guy that falsely reported and lied about Matt Nagy getting fired the weekend of Thanksgiving after the Detroit Lions game. The same line of thinking is saying that Damian Lillard is getting traded. Is he getting traded to the Knicks, to the Nets, to the 76ers, to the Bucks, to the Lakers, to the Clippers, to the Phoenix Suns? Whatever your favorite team is, Damian Lillard is on his way there. No, he's not. And this line of reporting is based not off of facts, but off of a dream scenario that would benefit whatever market you're in in a National Basketball Association and whatever your favorite team is that you'd like to see get better. Listen, I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Damian Lillard on the Cavs would propel them in the Eastern Conference. And all of a sudden, you would think about them as a absolute playoff team, and you'd wonder about how far they're going to get. The problem is, is Damian Lillard is staying in Portland with the Trailblazers. Now, there's been discussion about the possibility of C.J. McCollum being traded. Now, obviously, the, the scary injury with the punctured lung is now a major factor. And you could see, prior to this injury, you could see the possibility of a McCollum for Ben Simmons trade kind of making a little sense for both teams. Obviously, other things will be worked out. There will be other players involved in draft picks, yada, yada, yada. But something like that would, would make a little bit of sense if you're, if you're thinking about those two teams getting together on a deal. Ben Simmons, obviously, is never going to play another game for the 76ers unless it becomes financially motivated, unless it gets to a point where he's having money withheld from, you know, from him. He's not being paid his contract anymore than he might man up and step on the court and play a game for the Philadelphia 76ers again. But a Simmons for McCollum trade makes sense. Here's the deal when it comes to Portland. They're looking to build upon Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is their star. They want to build around him. They're not going to deal him and start over. Now, there's a dream scenario. Hey, who cares about the Portland Trailblazers? They don't, they don't draw when it comes to ratings in the National Basketball Association. If the Portland Trailblazers made it back to the NBA Finals like they did in the 1990s, it wouldn't equal a lot of ratings. Even back in the days with Clyde Drexler as, as their main player, they didn't draw a lot of ratings when it comes to that sexy NBA Finals matchup. Who cares about the Portland Trailblazers? That's the national media's perspective. And that's the reason that Damian Lillard is always going to be on the trading block, whether or not the the Portland Trailblazers have any interest in moving him at all. And right now they don't. So until I see an actual trade put out there, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski, Shams, is not reporting anytime soon that Damian Lillard is on his way out of Portland, but it's not going to stop the constant reporting that Damian Lillard is getting traded. Like I said, a lot of this comes from fans of other teams, whether they're in the media, whether they're watching the games on television or attending the games in person, different levels of NBA basketball fans with different levels of varied interest. 
are all thinking about what their team would look like with Damian Lillard as part of it. Now, you got to talk about practicality. You got to talk about the interest in the other team making a move. And once again, the last time I'm going to say this on this show, Damian Lillard is not getting traded because the Portland Trailblazers don't have any interest in trading him. So within the next couple weeks, hopefully around Christmas time, we're going to introduce a new segment to the show that I'm really excited about. You know, the past ball show spends a lot of time talking about sports and sports history. We're going to do a sports history segment, and I actually can't wait to put it together. I'm just waiting for one more little feature to add to it. Um, To me, it's going to be one of the more interesting and dynamic parts of this program. So last thing we got to talk about, obviously, Steph Curry is going to be in the news. And, you know, last couple weeks we didn't do a show. If you want to check out the couple interviews I did with former Major League pitcher Bill Dennehy of, of fame because he was the player that was traded for Gil Hodges from the Mets to the Senators when the Mets hired Gil Hodges as their manager in 1968 or for the 1968 season. So I spoke to Bill Dennehy about that. Um, the interview is up available on YouTube. The other player I spoke with was Sexto Lescano. Um, a fame of the Milwaukee Brewers. You look at his 1979 season, he could have won the MVP that year. He was on par with what Keith Hernandez did. Willie Stargell, of course, the heroics of the big home runs he hit, certainly the postseason, but for a regular season award, Sixto Lescano should have certainly been in consideration. He was another player that was hurt by collusion in the middle of the 1980s. His career kind of ends because there's no suitors and free agency is not allowed to really do its purpose because the owners are all colluding together to determine where players end up. So if you want to check out those interviews, feel free. So Steph Curry getting the NBA three-point record. Um, You look at the three-point shot since its uh, inception in the late 1970s, I believe it was 1979, when the three-point line was put in, it's hard to talk about something that hasn't existed for a long time. I mean, you're talking about my lifetime, how long the NBA's three-point shot has existed, and you've obviously watched it evolve over a series of, of years. It's become It went from kind of a novelty, where, hey, every team would kind of want to have somebody off the bench that could hit a key shot like that, and obviously, you watch the NBA turn from a big man's sport to a scoring sport. You know, somebody's going to go out there and just pop 30 a game. And now you're looking at the NBA three-point shot as being more important than anything that happens on the court. Teams aren't playing defense anymore. Players are not playing defense anymore. You're thinking about the getting the ball into a guy by the post to get the easy basket. Even players driving at a basket to draw it a foul have all taken secondary and tertiary roles to the three-point shot as it exists in the NBA right now. Now you're looking at somebody in Steph Curry that by the time he's done playing, he may take this record that he just eclipsed and put it so far out of reach that I don't think anybody else is ever going to get it again. I don't think anybody... He's going to have a chance to hit as many three-pointers as Steph Curry does because Steph Curry has 100% centered his game around moving off the dribble, finding a spot on the court, anywhere on the court, and just putting the ball up. And that's what he does. His ridiculous accuracy 
is something that we've never seen in the NBA before. And you look at two players that for a series of years between the two of them held the NBA record for most three-pointers for the last 25 years. And I'm talking about the most hit all time, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, two of the best shooters in the history of the National Basketball Association, Hall of Famers, no doubt, are going to be left in the dust when it comes to how many three-pointers Steph Curry is going to end up hitting over the course of his NBA career. And that's just the way that he centers his game around. And there has not been a more talented shooter. And I'm not reporting or saying anything that nobody else knows right now. This is a guy that has, has done this this well. And I don't know if there's going to be anybody out there that from the age of three is going to perfect hitting a shot and be able to do it so many times and such in sync and be able to hit a shot from anywhere in the court like Steph Curry. The issue that I've had with the three-point shot, like I said, you're watching a game evolve. The game went from introducing the shot for it becoming kind of a novelty. Uh, good to have somebody that could hit a shot like that a little more often than they miss it. And it worked its way into the game amongst all-time three-point leaders, Brian Taylor, Joe Hassett. I don't think anybody's going to know who those guys are. Daryl Griffith at one point, Larry Bird for three years, Dale Ellis, Michael Adams, Dale Ellis again for another five years, and of course Reggie Miller for 13 years, Ray Allen 12 years, and now the question is going to be how many years Steph Curry is going to hold the all-time record when it comes to the three-point shot. And guess what? I plan on doing the Passball Show. I plan to be a voice of the sports community for a very, very long time. I promise you, this might be the last time I'm ever going to talk about the NBA three-point record and mention anybody other than Steph Curry as being the all-time three-point shooter. Now listen, injuries happen. You know, Steph Curry at some point might lose the ability to shoot the basketball. All of a sudden, he might not be a player that scores 30 points a game. That'll impact his role. There could be depreciation over time, Steph Curry. Uh, you know, listen, I'm not trying to jinx him, but he could be out of the league in, you know, three to five years. Who knows? I don't expect that to happen. But unless something crazy and unexpected happens, Steph Curry is going to be popping up threes for the next 10 years. And at the rate that he hits them, the accuracy that he has in shooting that shot from anywhere on the NBA basketball court, I mean, who knows how many he could end up with. He could hit 4,000. He could hit 5,000 three-pointers before it's all said and done. And if he does, who's breaking that record? Who's coming into the NBA and playing 20 years and hitting 5,000-plus three-pointers? James Harden hits a lot of three-pointers. He's not hitting anywhere near 5,000 in his career. And there's nobody that's coming up in the game that's going to do that. There's nobody that's a toddler right now, you know, throwing their first shots up at the basket that's going to hit 5,000 three-pointers in the NBA. And we talk about unbreakable records. We spend a lot of time talking about baseball and, you know, the DiMaggio 56-game hitting streak. Anybody ever going to hit 400 again? Nobody's going to hit more three-pointers than Steph Curry. And I, I would put my... I put my, my job, my life on the line to make that statement. Once again, Passball Show brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Aloysius Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two A's One Passion Food Truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Quick recap of the show today. We spoke about 
Mark Concole. And the reason I bring his name up is because nobody else cares about who Mark Concole is. Now, they care a little more about who he was if he was right in accurately reporting that Matt Nagy was going to be fired as the head coach of the Chicago Bears on the weekend of Thanksgiving. But he wasn't. He basically lied. Like I said, he was just like that Clark idiot that reported that Manny Machado was going to the Yankees and said he was going to delete his Twitter account if Manny Machado didn't sign with the Yankees. And guess what? He made that up. And he proved that he made it up because he never deleted his account. Listen, in a world of social media, in a world of the media the way it's set up right now, I could report anything. I could say whatever the hell I want, and then maybe at some point something will stick to the wall. And I'm not going to say, hey, I was the first to report that. Listen, there's integrity. Mark Concole doesn't care about integrity. Clark doesn't care about integrity. And you're watching the world of sports reporting go into the shitter as we speak. Because anytime somebody like that can get national attention for a report that he made up that isn't even true, then I have a little bit of an issue with that. And I think we should talk about Mark Concole a little more than we do. Because he's putting out erroneous reports about things that, yes, Matt Nagy at some point is going to be fired, but your guess is as good as mine. Is it the end of the season? Is there even a chance he might keep his job? Well, I think a lot of that has to do with Justin Fields. If Matt Nagy can work out something to where he has a relationship, a plan for Justin Fields, and Justin Fields starts to emerge under his watch as the quarterback of the Chicago Bears' future, I think there's at least a chance that the Bears hold on to Matt Nagy. Number two, Damian Lillard is not getting traded from the Portland Trailblazers. It's just not going to happen. Now, I think a lot of the reporting is centered around something different. I don't think it's people wanting to be first, wanting to make a name for themselves. I think it's a lot of basketball fans that have a dream and aspiration, a wish of what their favorite team would look like if Damian Lillard was on it. Now, the Portland Trailblazers haven't given any indication that they're going to trade Damian Lillard. They want him to be the center of their franchise. They want to build their team around them. There was talks about C.J. McCollum possibly being traded for Ben Simmons, but now you know there's more serious things going on with C.J. McCollum, punctured lung. Geez, uh, you know that should be 100% of his attention as he tries to recover from that. And you know prayers are out there. Hopefully that gets a little bit better and he could be back on the NBA basketball court soon. Damian Lillard isn't getting traded, no matter what you want your favorite team to look like. That's a different kind of false reporting. That's kind of a uh, false hope pipe dream kind of trade scenario, but not factually based. Last thing we got into, NBA progressive three-point leaders. And the reason I bring this up is because you you look at something that has really evolved in the last 42 years. And a, a shot that was put in there to kind of add a little spice to the NBA. And, you know, for a while it was just kind of there. You watch the NBA come from a big man sport to um, very scoring centric as far as just taking the basketball, going to the basket, hitting short range shots and free throws. And Steph Curry comes in and is doing things that Ray Allen never did before. He's doing things that Reggie Miller never did before. And the reason I say those guys aren't because he surpassed them both in regards to the amount of three point shots that he's hit. But nobody's done it like Steph Curry. Nobody has basically said, hey, I'll hit a shot from here, I'll hit a shot from here. Hey, how about half court? 
you know, and, and not just throwing it up at the end of the quarter. Wherever I feel comfortable, I'm going to put it up. You know, there's that video of him hitting the shot from the stands. You know, that's what he's capable of doing. That's God's gift to Steph Curry. And I don't know if you could teach that. I don't know if you could shoot enough shots when you're younger to learn how to shoot the ball like Steph Curry, which gets to my point, is we're never going to see anything like him again. When Steph Curry is done playing, and I hope he plays another 10-plus years, he's going to have 5,000 three-pointers. He might even have more. He's going to have a Nolan Ryan strikeout record type of three-point total. And nobody's ever going to pass that again. And I just, I'm going to keep rooting for the greatness, root for Steph Curry to keep hitting three-pointers and scoring 30 points a game. And I hope he has 5,000, 6,000 three-pointers. This is the Passball Show. Listen, we'll be back with you on Saturday. I got a show planned for Saturday. Like I said, when it comes to the end of the year, we're going to introduce a new historical segment into the show. We know Passball Show. We talk about sports history all the time. I'm looking forward to that. So we'll be back with you Friday. Um, God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the friggin' World Series? I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. I may come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. That'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. I was supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude played, the dude disguises another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Tony Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. And what side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside and hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if, if you were the fan of the team that was batting and the ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at They put their tail between their legs and decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. Thirty-five years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion.